0: I own two locations of a store. I usually work at one, so when I went to the other, an employee there didn't know that I was the owner. She tried to accuse me of stealing from my own store and told me that she was the owner. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. About seven years ago, when I was about 19 years old, me and three of my friends opened up a cell phone store. We basically repair phones, sell third-party contracts, and sell accessories like screen protectors and cases. As the business grew we wanted to expand so about four-ish years ago we opened a second store on the other side of town. It was one company with two locations. I was the one pushing the opening of the new location so it was basically my project so I was at the new location more often than not. After six to eight months of running the new location business finally stabilized and was standing on its own two feet so I wasn't at the new location 24-7. At one point one of my partners who ran the older store went on a vacation so we agreed I would work at the older location a few days a week. While he was gone, the other partner who wasn't on vacation would open up the store in the morning and stay there for a few hours with the employees, and I would arrive later in the day after opening up the other one. When I arrived, one of my partners was on the phone in the back talking to one of our wholesalers, so I left him to it and just decided to look around the store as I haven't been there much over the last few years, and the time I did spend there was mostly 10-second visits for deliverers and such. Here's where the story, starts to get good. As I'm looking around, this girl started to watch me. If I walk from one end of the store to the other end, she kind of follows me, pretending she is doing inventory or something. All I thought to myself was, uh, okay, that's kind of weird. She was a new hire, so I never really met her before, but I assume she recognized me or something since there are some pictures of me and my partners hanging around the back. So maybe she was just nervous to meet the new boss. I was about to walk up to her and introduce myself when a customer came in looking like he needed help. I approached him and started talking to him, but before I could react, she stopped the conversation with the customer and helped him herself. After he left, she came up to me and said, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to ask you to leave. You don't work here and you're making me very uncomfortable creeping around. Please get out of my store now. I thought, what the heck? And decided to tell her who I was to see exactly what she thinks is going on. I asked her what she meant and she said, I saw you when you came in and I'm pretty sure you put something in your pockets. She went on to explain that she is the owner of this place and doesn't want any trouble. She just wants me to leave so there won't be any issues. She was saying all this around the time my partner got off the phone and overheard the end of it. I was holding back the biggest grin and so was he. And then he approached us and explained that I was one of the owners and her boss. Her face turned red and her whole attitude changed instantly. This all happened about two and a half years ago we still joke about it, but now this five foot four redhead girl who was about to call the cops on me for just looking around my own store is now my wife. Our first kid, who is doing about three months, is gonna hear this story for the rest of his life. This story was actually unexpectedly wholesome. It's not often the person that's creating the conflict in the situation ends up marrying the person that's telling the story. The most funny part to me is that this kid is actually gonna be so sick of hearing this story throughout his entire life over and over again. Did you know your mom thought? that I was stealing at my own store. She told me she was the owner. So let me know if you would marry the person that accused you of stealing at your own store or down below. Am I the jerk for laughing at my mother-in-law when she ate my special snacks and got way too baked? My wife and I just moved back to her hometown. We love living in a big city, but we had agreed when we got married that when we wanted to start a family, we would move to a small town. It sort of sucks, but I am only 45 minutes away from a theater and good restaurants. It's not like we're in the middle of the woods. We live in Canada. Herb is fully legal here. I like to make herb butter and cook with it. I make brownies or fudge and my wife and I both partake. Well, her not so much right now because she is breastfeeding. My wife insisted that we give her mom a key for emergencies. I disagree, but I lost the vote. So we talked about it and I said I was fine with it, but it was only for emergencies. She wasn't to use it to come over and clean up or anything like that. Her mom agreed and we gave her a key. Well, she followed the rules for about two months. My wife is out of town in the city for the week Weekend visiting friends. Since it is a two hour drive to that side of the city, she's just staying there. I came home last night and found my mother in law high as a kite in my living room. She had decided since my wife was out of town, I needed a home cooked meal. One thing led to another, and she found some fudge. She was so baked that all she was doing was staring at the TV. Indica will do that to you. I called my wife and laughed my butt off. She's giving me a hard time for letting her mom get like that and for laughing at her mom. My mother in law was currently resting in the guest bedroom. My wife's stepdad came to get her, but she is not moving. We had a few brewskis and watched the Jays get destroyed. She came into our home and ate my stuff without my permission. I'm not really upset. She is super helpful and she has always been nice to me. I just think it's hilarious, but my wife says that I'm a jerk for laughing at her mom. Jumping into the future, there's a small update. I just talked to my mother-in-law. She absolutely knew what she was eating. She just hasn't had any in a while and I guess was expecting more of an experience like chichen Chong not the genetically modified hybrid that I buy. So am I the jerk? So the mom knew what she was eating when she was eating it? I mean, at no point does he say that the mom was upset about the outcome of what happened. It was only the wife that seemed to be upset that the OP was laughing at the mom, which is a tiny grievance in the grand scheme of everything. My assumption up until that tiny update was that the mom ate it by accident. And maybe part of the reason why she's not upset is that she's probably more worried about whether or not the OP was upset because she went into the house when she said she wasn't going to and ate something without his permission. But let me know what you guys think, jerk or not a jerk, and why. My parents have taken me out of their will in favor of my sister. Am I wrong to be so angry about this? I'm a 23-year-old male, and my parents, 58 and 63, have taken me out of the will in favor of my 26-year-old sister. Recently, I was helping my parents with doing a bit of late spring cleaning and throwing out a lot of old rubbish when I came across what I assume is the most recent copy of their will. I didn't mean to look at it, but when I moved, did I notice the beneficiary section of the front only had my sister listed. Then, I know it was horrible of me to do, but I decided to have a read through it. I'm not in it at all. My sister is listed as the sole beneficiary. She will get the house, their life insurance policies, savings, car, absolutely everything. They aren't rich people by any means, but... Due to the way property prices have risen, since they bought their house in the 80s, this probably comes in to a total of about 500,000 pounds. They have always had a thing with favoring my sister a bit more than me, giving her extra attention and stuff, but I've never really minded. She is a bit of a screw-up, and if I'm honest, she has needed the extra attention. I'm not going to lie either, my financial situation is a lot better than my parents. I'm engaged, and together, me and my partner, no kids, make about 45,000 pounds a year. My sister is a single parent of two children, a deadbeat dad and no child support. She earns about 16,000 pounds a year. I know that it's a lot of a gap and I would understand if they left her with a greater share to help her out more, but leaving me with nothing just seems so harsh. Whilst me and my fiance do earn more, we aren't exactly rolling in money and even if they only had left me 20%, it would still be more than enough to help me start to buy my own house. Obviously, this is all hypothetical as they are both perfectly healthy and have a long time in them yet. It just seems harsh that if they were to Die tomorrow, my sister would be set, whilst I would be left with nothing. Am I right to be so angry about this? Should I confront them about it or not? I know it's not my money at all, but she is a terrible daughter to them. Over the years, she has lied to them, stole money from them and me, and had to be bailed out, fines paid for, illegal substance charges, etc. She barely even finished school as well, so while she is financially worse off, it's only because she has made herself so. On the other hand, I visit them all the time, help them. Out with whatever they ask. I went to university, which they had always wanted me to do. I paid for it 100% by myself with no help, and it just seems like they are punishing me and rewarding her for being such a failure. For some additional information, with me, they have always had a parenting style of letting me make my own way. If I wanted something, I was expected to do chores and get a job to pay for it. I don't mind, and it's made me more responsible. My sister, on the other hand, they always bought her what she wanted and never really expected as much from her as me. What should I do? Jumping into the future, there is an update. Thank you all for your responses. I think the vast majority of you understood what I was upset about with only a few idiots thinking that it was about money rather than validation of what I had always believed a bit, that they prefer my sister. I wanted to get this sorted out as soon as possible so I booked the afternoon off work and I went around to see my parents and I learned two new things about myself from them. Number one, I was an accident. Apparently after my sister, my mom had a miscarriage and they decided not to try again and then a year later, along pops me. Because I was unplanned, they hadn't really thought through their finances and so for about a year and a half, my dad had to work two jobs and has always felt that I made him miss out on my sister growing up and that because he rarely saw me, he has never really connected with me. As for my mom, the previous miscarriage had put her off on having children. She was content with her little girl and by then, age 39, was quite happy to be done having children. Number two, they are disappointed with me. They don't like my fiancé. They don't like that I live a 40-minute drive way. They are sad that I chose accountancy instead of doing a law degree but most of all they are disappointed that I am not closer to my sister. That is friends with a girl who spent most of her life bullying me, who has threatened them appallingly, who stole money from them regularly until she moved out and who I was persuaded to lend two thousand pounds of my savings for university so that she could clear some debts. She never paid that back and I had to get into a lot of debt myself to get through my final year. It's not even like i I am horrible to my sister now. I love my niece and nephew and I spoil them all the time and for their sake we'll help her out from time to time with money for bills and food. Apparently this is why I am not in the will and never have been except when I was younger where custody of me would have been given to my aunts until I was 18. They have quote never really seen me as their son. I was a bit too distant and self-reliant and apparently quote made it easy for them to love your sister more. I'm not going to get anything as they don't really view me as a part of the family. Me going away for three years to university made it worse, but it's something that they have always felt. They asked me if I felt that it was wrong what I did and said if I could persuade them otherwise, they would change it somewhat. My sister would still be the main beneficiary, but I would get something from them. I know you guys will probably be disappointed with me for my response, but I just left. I told them that I didn't care about the money at all, and if they cannot see me as a son, then I no longer see them as parents. So in conclusion, I'm excluded as my parents parents are unhappy with my life choices despite never telling me so before. Also, I was unwanted and so they have never connected with me or viewed me as a part of the family. Because they were so focused on my sister, I became self-sufficient and grew up faster and that made them feel more distant. My sister means more to them than I and they don't want to change their minds or try to work things through. I have no parents now. However, a positive note, my future in-laws are awesome and I have been calling her mother mum for a while now, so I do get some kind of parents Parents. Jumping roughly 10 years into the future, there is an update. Just posting this as a little update. I found this post and managed to remember the old password. I am now 33 years old, happily married, two beautiful daughters, and running my own business that I started during the COVID lockdowns, which has basically helped us become fully financially independent. Zero contact with my parents or sister these past 11 years. My parents are still alive, and as a result of insane house price increases in the UK, they are probably worth closer to to 1 million pounds now and I'm fairly certain that my sister is waiting for them to die. From what I've heard from other people, her behavior improved. No more stealing, etc. But she's still broke and in a dead-end job because she virtually has no qualifications to get anything better and no drive to improve. The only person I'm in any contact with is my nephew, my sister's son. He's nothing like his mother. Absolutely brilliant mind and currently at university studying math. And my wife and I help him with his living expenses because he wouldn't have been able to go without it. And to be honest, with his mind, it would be a waste. So am I the jerk for zero contact for all these years, given the circumstances? It's not often that we get to see an update more than 10 years later about the same subject. On one hand, I'm happy that the OP was able to build what sounds like a very fulfilling, happy life. On the other hand, it's sad that the parents would ever look at their own child like this. I know some people in the original post thought that maybe he was exaggerating because he was emotional and making it sound worse than it was, but the fact that he came Came back 10 years later to say that he's had zero contact with him makes me think that he probably wasn't exaggerating. I don't think you cut people out of your life for that long unless they've seriously done something to hurt you. The reasoning the parents give is just weird. Regardless if the child was an accident or not, that shouldn't even make a difference first of all, but the other part of their reasoning was that they had a hard time connecting to him. Yeah, they had a hard time connecting to their own child who was a product of his environment that you put him in. Of course, there's always going to be an element of bias to anything, but But it seems pretty clear that the OP did want a relationship with his parents, but his parents saw him as a mere disappointment. And I don't think there's any way that he could have lived his life and not been a disappointment to them based on the way that they're defining him being a disappointment. It feels doomed from the start. But anyway, I'm happy to hear the OP is living his best life now, and hopefully it only gets even better. But let me know how you see the situation down below in jerk or not a jerk and why. Am I the jerk for hating my special needs sister? I'm done hiding it. When my younger sister was born, she almost died from my hypoxia. suffered severe brain damage to the point where doctors doubted that she would survive. She has survived to 16 years old now. However, she is as close to brain dead as a living person can get. She can't move, she can't communicate, she can't eat or drink on her own. She has no control over her bowels, so she has to wear diapers. She will never get better, and she will never live a normal life. Despite that, my mother has ruined our family, hoping she will have a miracle and recover. My mother has spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on my sister. Everything from wheelchairs to doctor visits. We had to live in a one-bedroom apartment for 11 years because my mother spent all of the money she made on my sister. Nothing she bought made any difference. She will always be a drooling mess. Since my mother believes she will get better, she made me treat her like she was a real sister. I lost all my friends growing up because my mom made me take her everywhere I went. If I told my mom I was going to the park, she would say, Oh, a park. That sounds nice. Like something Jess would like. Take her with you. Not one did she stop to think about how absurd she sounded talking to her. One time, my mom took her to a movie theater. They made it barely 30 minutes through the movie before staff kicked her out because my sister was making so much noise coughing and choking on her saliva. Despite all this, I somewhat tolerated my sister until a few hours ago. I mentioned to my mother that I had planned a date with a girl that I met at work and my mom said, That sounds fun, but I'm having coffee with a friend from college, so can you take care of Jess while I'm gone? I told her that I couldn't because of my dates and suggested that she hire a babysitter. My mother then said that I should just take her with me and then I exploded. I told her how stupid she was for suggesting such a thing. Bring my severely disabled crippled sister along with me on a date with a girl because you are too lazy to hire a sitter? How crazy are you to think that that's a good idea? Every moment of my life has been about Jess. I'm not supposed to have a career or a family of my own because I need to take care of Jess when my mom dies? My mom even discouraged me from going to college because then I wouldn't be able to take care of her. I told her how much damage she has done to the family because of my sister. We struggled financially my entire life, not because my mom is low income, but because she spent all of our money on Jess. We drove a crappy 1996 Subaru Outback for years and my mom, quote, couldn't afford to buy a new car. But she had no problem shelling out thousands to see a specialist doctor who will say the same thing every other doctor has. My sister is a glitch. She is not supposed to be here. She will never live a normal life. There's no reason she shouldn't be put in a home. I'm just so frustrated right now. I'm thinking about cutting ties with her and reconnecting with my father. My dad divorced her once he realized that the rest of his life was going to be taking care of Jess. I can't fault him. My mom forbade me from contacting him. But he's not the bad guy here. What should I do? Jumping into the future, there is an update. Thank you for all of your kind words. I realize now that my emotions should be placed towards towards my mother instead of my sister. As for everyone who says I should contact my father that is my plan but he's not easy to reach. I haven't spoken to him or seen him for a very long time and he lives across the country. I don't have any way to get his number or email address so I'm looking through Facebook and Instagram to see if he may have an account I can message. I also don't have anyone on his side of the family who I can ask to get us in touch. As for my living situation I'm still living at home. I plan to stay for a while longer until I have saved enough money to afford an apartment or in list in the navy. I work part-time while I'm in community college, so I'm not making much money. I hope I will have another update in the near future, and I hope things will get better. Jumping into the future, there is one final update, and it is shocking, so if you want to skip this part, just jump to the next story in the video. My mom is dead. I came home to a bunch of police cars around my home. She did it to herself with a rope, and a neighbor saw her from the window. I didn't get a good look at her, and I'm glad that I didn't. I don't think I could handle seeing anyone like that. The last couple of days, she seemed stressed out, but I didn't expect this. Right now, plans are getting set to place Jess in a home. She will have around the clock care. I'm not sure what stage of grief I'm at right now. I have a place to stay for a while and I'm getting my finances in place. I miss my mom. She wasn't a good mom, but she was my mom. I tried reaching out to my father through a family member on his side. To make a long story short, my father basically said that he had moved on from us and that he didn't want me intruding on his new family. Pretty much what I expected but it still hurt to hear my dad say he wants to forget about me. I'm staying at a friend's house right now. I'm working and I'm doing school. Things are still rough, but I'm pushing through. Thank you for all the well wishes. What should I do? The ending to this was a lot darker and a lot more sad than I expected. There was clearly a lot more going on in the mother's mind that we didn't ever get a chance to see. It's hard to speculate on things like this without knowing because it could be for any number of things. It could be because she felt hopelessness because her daughter Jess was going to be like that for the rest of her life and she was coming to terms with it at the same time that her son wanted to leave and cut all ties with her, leaving her to bear the entire responsibility of Jess by herself. From the way the OP tells the story, from the highlights that we get of the bigger picture, it seems like that's maybe the case or maybe it could be something completely unrelated. We'll just never really know. As much as I feel for what the mother is going through, doing this to yourself and leaving your son behind is going to be something that he will probably never heal from. If any of you guys have ever experienced this, I think for most people it's something that sticks with you, for the rest of your life. Sometimes people call this the God-shaped hole, which for a lot of people makes them become religious and for other people it makes them fall prey to overusing substances. Everyone's different, obviously. So let me know your thoughts on this story down below and what advice you would give to someone in a position like this. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search for Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your stream. It's free. Cream of the Stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.